Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you'd think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. It's the official season finale of the Total Bees Show. We've been together for one year, Chris. It's officially our anniversary. And some people didn't think we'd make it, but I knew we would. You almost yeah. didn't make it. Oh, oh. please. <laughs> You're not allowed to stooge about show See, politics. Sand, sandbagging. I'm not going to say anything. It was a work. <laughs> no. I told you. Oh, yeah. It was a okay. big work. Yeah. Big work. Um, guys, Adam Knight is back in the local wrestling scene. I knew it was going to happen. Remember when it happened, I said, if Adam Knight is going to do this, he's got to do it the right way. He's got to go to the guys in the locker room of CWE, like Easy Rider and Danny Duggan. He's got to be accountable. He's got to do it right. He can't backdoor in through Primos. And what did that, what did he do? Hold on. In his defense, I believe. You're going to defend him? You're not that good of a lawyer. Hold on a second. I think word word on the street was Mark Merrick was short a guy. Yes. So... Maybe it was, I mean, I don't know. Have you talked to Knight? I, I haven't. Maybe he, they were short a guy for the sake of the show. He stepped up and filled a, filled a, a spot. Oh, so it's a one-time only thing? I I don't know. Hold on. By I, the way, I saw Mark Merrick wrestle, uh, who oh was no. it on that show? Oh. V- Vinny Nash or something? Or yes. Jesse Nash? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark Merrick, please. 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 He's doing something right as a promoter? Yes. Just do that. Don't. Wrestle, but as please. a as a booker, Trent Nash. The first no, thing, it wasn't Trent Nash. Wasn't Trent I ran Nash. into Trent Nash oh. last week. Actually, sorry, I, I interrupted you there. I thinking got... about coming back. So, <laughs> isn't everybody? <laughs> I'm thinking about coming back. Me as too. A promoter. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So I asked. I reached out to Graham and I asked him specifically about Adam Knight. And all I wrote was two words: Adam Knight? Question mark? Exclamation mark? Question mark? Mm-hmm. He's apologized and sat out for five months. For the incident, I don't think he needs to be penalized forever. He has a lot of value to teach the up-and-coming guys. He shouldn't be relegated to hate forever. He knows he made a mistake, and he's owned up to it. Here's the problem here, and this has been a problem since day one, and nobody wants to take accountability for this. If the victim who got slapped had chosen to make a police report, Adam Knight would have had charges pressed on him for assault. The video does not lie. Adam Knight initiated with fans. He didn't know to back off, which he should have done. He slapped a fan. The fan wasn't hurt. So as a, as a major heel on that show, he couldn't even knock his block off. Just like in 2008 when he punched me when I was offering him a handshake. When you were on the stairs. Yes, I was on stairs. I had every disadvantage. And then we went out drinking after like yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah. The owner of the bar came to me and he said, hey, obviously he's done working for us. If you want to press charges, I've got the video. And I said, no, the guy's an idiot. I don't need to press charges. If you want to have an idiot on your roster, congratulations, primos. You got the biggest idiot I know. How many times has he done this too? He slapped a fan in 2003, turned he, he was a baby face, and the fan said, you suck at him tonight, and had said that every week, a regular fan who bought tickets and committed his time to going to shows, and Adam Knight slapped him because he was tired of being told he sucked. Then in 08, he, he punched a mark named Mike Davidson. And I haven't, <laughs> a Markish Cooper. Yeah, and I have not, for, I have for not, I have not for, forgotten, and I haven't forgiven. And then this. Okay, so now, Primos... 
You've now condoned it. So when he does it again, what happens? Who's going to finally be accountable? But hold on. When he said in that e- in that message that he sent you, did he say... He doesn't he say, consider what Adam Knight did No, but was did wrong. he say that he's owned up to it? Because I don't recall... I, I saw his Facebook post, but did he do like an apology? Did he do like... If, if yeah, I, it's my understanding. He apologized to the fan directly and bought him a few shows worth of tickets. Hold it. Okay. He I mean, went to the fan. I've talked to that fan a lot. Oh, okay. He went to the fan and he said, when I told you not to touch me, I meant it. That isn't appropriate. That's, yeah, it's a bad apology. He told the fan that? Yeah, after the incident. He walked up and he said, when I told you not to touch me, I meant it. And then he apologized. Then he went on Facebook the next day. And he said, I could, I could justify, or I can't remember the wording, so I, I want to be careful. Hey, Adam, I, you're, I, let me make this offer for the umpteenth dozen time. Come on the Total BSHE show. It might not be the Total BSHE show next week for the season premiere of season two. But come on the show. We'll talk to you. I will not sandbag anybody that comes on the show. I will let them have their say to our audience. They will show bigger cojones for coming on here and talking about it and addressing it to me because I'll take my shot. I'll take my shot now. I would take my shot if he was in studio and say, like, don't you think you need to go? For, let's Have you gone for anger management counseling? Have you done something for conflict control? Is there anything you've done appropriately in the terms of apologizing? And I know you haven't. Now, what happens if this happens again? And it probably will. You know what's going to happen? See, Easy Rider went, like, basically told him. I read done. it. And what did, he, what did he say? He again? said, good riddance, now get out of the business. Because it offended that locker room. Yeah. That's why he couldn't go back to the CWE locker Is room. Is he not welcome there now? Yeah, I, he hasn't been asked back. You have a better I line of... I Yeah, we all could. I don't think Danny. I haven't cared to ask. I, I don't think so. Danny wants to have the potential liability of this happening again. And Adam Knight, you are a potential liability. No one can sit there and say, "Hey, you're a great heel." No one can say, "Hey, he's a great wrestler." You have to say those things and then say, "But boy, is he a potential liability?" Can't control himself. Is not, and those are just the three incidences where there was physical. There's another one where Bobby J was promoting a show in 2021 or 2001, and he verbally assaulted the person and I'm not even going to go to that story because it's an ugly one. There's story after story after story. There's one time where he uh, told me in a locker room, I'll put him over, but I'm not tapping out for Donnie DiCaprio. And I said, I remember that I yelled at him. I said, (laughs) you'll do whatever the hell you're told. And he apologized because he needed to be barked at. He was a much better wrestler when he didn't produce himself when he, when he, if he stepped out of line with the booker, he got yelled at, he was a better performer for it. I got another story about another local. Nobody gets blocked on LinkedIn until now. LinkedIn? <laughs> wow. For wrestling? Oh! No. So I had seen before, I, I told you Ernie Todd was on LinkedIn. because yes, I, I, I tried, pulled it yes, up last, last show. I had been trying to connect with him two, three times, ad, ad, ad. Like Come harass, on. it's cyber harassment. I admit it. Hey, I wanted Ernie Todd on this show. So I'm trying to connect, connect, connect. <laughs> no connection, no connection, no connection. Now, bar- now I can't find him on there. I'm blocked. On LinkedIn. Oh, so listeners, I need you to do me a favor. This is, and, and please, I'm being serious now. If he wants to block me, that's all good and fine. That is the epitome of hatred. He is full of hate. I I don't hate him. But please send a connection invitation to Ernie Todd 
And if he accepts, send an email and say, would you please go on Mike Davidson's show, the, which might not be Total PC's show next week. It's going to be maybe named something else. Ask him to go on Mike Davidson's show. Ask him what he thinks of Mike Davidson. You must hate a man to block. You're unemployed. I, or He's open to work. It looks he's, like yeah, I'm he's looking open, at it right He's open now. to yeah, opportunities. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, wa- I'm watching Jeez Weez right now, and he's he's got it up, and he's his his thumb is hovering over the ad this button. Is one, how, one mutual connection, Joe Aiello. Yes, I know. This is, <laughs> this is how bad the hatred gets. He's open to opportunities, and I'm open to opportunities, and together we could have co-promoted. Did I ever he, tell you the time I went out for dinner with him? I went out for dinner with him when I met him, but tell me your story. We went out for dinner once because he, he was always like, he was always talking shit about me behind my back. Yes. So finally I just had it and I said like, do you have a problem with me? Like, can we just go and like talk about this? Because clearly you you have an issue with me or something. And then we went out for dinner. We had a great dinner. I paid, <laughs> right? Like a mark. I paid. And then I thought. What did he order? I, I can't even remember. Went to some restaurant. This is like, geez, this is like maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. Close to 20 years If you ago. don't remember the details, make them up. <laughs> well, we went, it was someplace in the Maples. We sat there for about three hours, had a great chat. Because I never talked to yes. the guy. Besides when I came back to Canada for, tr- for from training, he wanted me to sign that contract, which I told, we've been over that story a million times. Um, <clears throat> so then it, it was a great meeting. And then after the meeting, I thought, you know what? That guy was okay. It was okay. <laughs> I could, you know, maybe I should entertain working for this guy. And then I can't remember, a week later, like something happened where he was back to his old tricks. And I go, you know what? I met with this guy. I took three hours out of my life to talk to this guy. I bought him dinner and he still wants to be a keys. He is an utter keys. And if bees, she's means bull, she's. You know what keys means. This is really going to butter him up to come on the show. He's not coming. Calling him him with, and Adam Knight should keys. start their own podcast. Actually, I would listen to that. Oh, I would too. It would be terrible, but it would be. I oh. like listening to bad. I like listening to bad podcasts. See, one of the things I wanted to do in the, the season finale podcast. The season finale was going to be funny clips. But if you're going to tell stories about going out for lunch with Ernie Todd, and I've already laughed hard enough, I don't need a clip show. We can tell funny stories. My favorite Ernie Todd story, you were there that night. They did a show at Club DAC. Remember, which oh, is yes. now, what is that called? It's fa- uh, Taps. Yeah, Taps. Yeah, yeah, it's got the best wings the in town. Yeah, great, great place. place. Club oh, yeah. DAC. And we go, and the late Alex Rain was on the show. Yes. And Ernie, Dark Rain at Ernie, the time. Yeah, Ernie comes up, and he's got this bad haircut. And we're looking at him, <laughs> and we don't feed. We don't say. And we paid to go in. Yes. We were paying customers. Yes, and we didn't say to him, like, hey, what's with your hair? Like, which we should have. What was his haircut again? I don't remember. He he starts a, volunteering. I'm growing it out. Oh, <laughs> so it was yeah. one of those ones where it looked like he had a haircut in the a month. The top was a disaster. Like a month too long. Yeah, he, yeah, it was just a bad haircut. And he's like, yeah, I'm growing it out. Yeah. He said it at least four times. He's growing it out. Not once did we say, oh, what are you doing with your hair? Ernie no. and producer Chris are growing it out. That's true. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So Ernie... Thank you for blocking me on LinkedIn. I guess this means we can't do business. Wow. So when B She's Wrestling starts live events and you are going to be just like your time as president of the National Wrestling Alliance, the president of B She's Wrestling, because I think that would draw. It's not going to happen because how can I reach you if you block me every way? If anyone's got a cell phone number, if anyone's got an email address. If you're getting blocked on LinkedIn, that's bad. That's that, hate. That is a first time. Yeah. Yeah, is, I've, I've never I've heard of that. blocked on Facebook. Can I, you do that? I didn't even know you could do that I didn't LinkedIn. know that either, I, but you can. But um, I've been blocked on Twitter. 
I've been blocked on Facebook. I've been blocked on Instagram. And I am the only guy that can brag about being blocked on Instagram or on, on LinkedIn now. I've only been blocked on Twitter by, who is it, Ryback? And who was the other one I was <laughs> blocked by? Oh. I sent it to Are you. you blocked by Honky? No. I, I, I'm I blocked by Honky. I haven't checked. I'm blocked by Adam oh, Knight. Oh, um, what's her name? Um, Bully Ray's old girlfriend what's uh oh yeah what's her uh name? velvet sky velvet sky what, yeah. what, what did, happened? You, yeah. did you send her a i don't know what happened did you send there. her a picture of no. something you shouldn't have no i've never had <laughs> did you get hacked and maybe send a picture of something i've you never shouldn't had have? any com, ever any conversation with her ever in my entire did life did she make a tweet and you said something smart assy no i would have never done that i don't know what i did before we move on from ernie todd it's a mystery last week we talked about you know, authority figures. In <laughs> and I said he was the worst one ever. Could he be a good authority figure if produced properly? I feel like he could be. Uh, I feel like Ernie Todd could be a good authority figure if he would follow. Dire- I don't know if he I would. I don't think he would follow direction. But okay. if, he, if he would follow direction, I think he'd be good. It's so funny you said that because I was thinking about that in the gym yesterday because I was Mr. Beautiful asked that question. I thought John Laurinaitis was not mentioned and he would be probably top of the list. Would he be good or bad? Terrible. Terrible. Well, I, I wasn't. But anyways, go on. Sorry. But that's I it. Good that's question. All. If I was producing Ernie Todd as the authority figure, I would do things. I would say to him, listen, Ernie, I, just like Chad Ripley, I know how you're going to perform in front of the crowd. Just please do what you're asked. And I would make it more comedic, right? I would tell him, put the because he used to have the scar and the Hawaiian shirt. I'd say, I want you going out like that. I want you to act like you think Tom Selleck would in Magnum PI in 1985. And then... I would, yes. it would always be comedic, comedic segments. And I think it could work. It would never work on a serious level. You couldn't have him in there. You're trying to, you know, draw the finish of a major angle. He would, he would take away from it, but there is a role for Ernie Todd. The thing with Ernie Todd is I never found him entertaining. And all the time I dealt with him, I always thought he was trying to be funny. And I always thought he was like weak. His, his sense of humor, his timing was never right. But he's a compelling character. He, he can draw negative emotion out of you. I've never seen him draw positive emotion out of somebody, but one thing I can tell you in wrestling, Adam Knight draws negative emotion out of me and it has nothing to do with the punch, believe it or not. It's that every time somebody tries to tell me, but he's a good worker. Okay. But he slaps fans multiple times. You can't, you can't say, Oh, his field of work makes him better than his incidents of abusing paying audience members. And anybody who wants to take me to task with that, I'll debate you to, to till I'm blue in the face. Just like I'll debate whether CM Punk was a shooter or, or work. It, we have news on that. It this comes week. down to this Adam Knight, Ernie Todd. It's the same pool. There's a pool of local wrestlers who are like, God, I hate Mike Davidson. You know what they hate? They hate that I will tell the truth. And I own that that is my version of the truth. If you want to look past it, it doesn't mean what I'm saying didn't happen. It doesn't mean what I'm saying isn't true. The video backs up my version. I've broken it down and dissected it. Tom Pritchard, I would love. And I, this is where I should dust out what Tom Pritchard said the day after, but because Tom Pritchard chose to take it down because he wasn't sure if he was being lured into a work. Tom Pritchard owned Adam Knight and was 100% right in what he said. Adam Knight could not handle hearing that from Tom Pritchard. Adam Knight deserved it. And I'm just sorry, if you, if Primos thinks Adam Knight deserves another chance, they're wrong. 100%. I don't think we'll see Adam Knight back as a regular anywhere, I don't think. You're, I mean, he's got a huge his, ego to satisfy, man. I, I think I think we will. I think we will. Uh, I think Primos. this is the beginning of it. I think he'll be a. I think he'll be a regular. Well, okay. Primos. So I don't, under, I don't know if I understand I... this. He's going to try to get a dark match with WWE in August, guaranteed, because 
in his mind, that's his proving he could get there. He couldn't get there. He Getting a dark match is not translated to, you made it. Trust me. Wavell Star, Andy Lewis, uh, Andy Anderson, they had dozen, almost a dozen dark matches each. Danny Duggins had a dozen dark matches each. It does not, it means you're networked. It means that there's something they, that, hey, they need a local. He's got a certain size. That gives them an advantage, whatever. His dark match with uh, Jake Hager was, you know, we, we said it was pretty good. It was short. He was handpicked to do it because Hager needed a big guy to look impressive against. The problem is, if that lit a fire on him, okay, tell me you went for some sort of anger counseling. Tell me, because the whole excuse I heard from a lot of people who knew him is, hey, if you knew what he was going through in his personal life, you might excuse this. Okay, the problem is he's lucky that Sheldon, the fan that he slapped, didn't make a police report. That everyone told Sheldon, hey, it's okay. Sheldon never wanted to make a police report. But if it had been the wrong fan and you slap him like that, they call him make a police report. All of a sudden, the video would get you convicted. You would be plea bargaining yourself out of that because you had no defense if that had to go to court. Yeah. You can't say, well, they touched me first. Guess what? You had a chance to back away. Nobody touched you in a volatile or aggressive fashion, and they think as fans that what they were doing was right to, to stand up and beak at the guy. He shoved first. He slapped. He's the problem. I've said it so many times in season one. Unfortunately, if he's going to come back, we're going to be talking about him more often. I think when, when Danny Duggan put him in there against James Storm and put him over on James Storm, he helped build this ego case that was out of control. A good producer would sit him down and say, I have no trust in you. We're going to give you a chance. But one, I want this kind of accountability for what happened in December, even though it wasn't my show. And if you ever interact with a fan in a negative way, you were fired. And I, I will be the first person, the producer has to say this, I will be the first person to rip you apart if you fail me. And then it's up tonight to stand up to. But it. there's nobody producing those primo shows. Nobody's from, producing. From what I'm told, it's a total disaster backstage. Everything makes no sense. And let's let's call it the way it is. There have been incidents of fans getting slapped or, or punched or beat up. But I mean, this is at a more like national level where there's deep pockets involved, and it really never goes anywhere. So when it's on a local level, I don't know what kind of legal capacity Knight is uh, capable of as far as a defense if something was to happen, but you just can't be doing that. The incident in 2003, if that guy makes a police report, Adam Knight is going to be plea bargaining. I was at a show, uh, an ECW pay-per-view in 1999, Heat Wave in Dayton, Ohio, and Bully Ray got the, (laughs) man, he got the fans like just, go back, I don't even know if it's on the WWE Network, but... He was calling like women like skanks and all this stuff and like spitting on people and like it was like crazy. But he knew he was leaving. Yeah. And um, but like the heat in there, I was like watching this. I was like, "What is going on? This is nuts." As a promoter, you want to rein that in because For you sure. can't get control of your crowd. You're and never going to get this, the venue back on this level Ugh. too. You can't. No. You can't do that at this. It's level. also cancel culture time. You yeah, slap sure. a guy and you rip apart his his his. Uh, pride by slapping him like if that guy had been there with his kids which it was a bar show that wouldn't happen but if that guy felt offended and his pride had been bruised and there's another part of the story i'm not saying because the guy the victim asked me stop saying that part of it but if if you rip a guy's pride apart what what's stopping him from coming back and canceling you adam knight should be canceled for what happened the fact that he then got to go to aew that should have been the time where he says hey 
That was the cherry on the cupcake. How did AEW let that happen they so, so soon? They no, don't know who, what's going on. But do you, you think Tony you, Khan does a background or or you, Sean Dean? Nobody Somebody should be doing a, a check into these things, wouldn't you think? Mm. What if he'd have been a pedophile? I'm not saying he is, but what if he had been <laughs> a pedophile and that we don't check into this stuff? Oh, Well, well you know what? you did, it, The wrestling way of doing it is you don't do... You don't do your homework before. You wait till the story breaks, and then you do afterward. Right. Which is we we didn't know, so we have heard. So now we aren't going to touch the, the old chestnut of it's easier to ask forgiveness than it is permission. Well, and I also think they honestly don't care. No, like, no, they, they care. might care if they saw the video and if they knew this. Like, listen, they also know of of, of a certain manager's, you know, situation, yes. which you know, as an executive, <laughs> he was inappropriate. They don't, they don't care because until they have to cancel somebody, they won't proactively cancel somebody. Right. It's and only if, if it's brought to the surface. And yep. If it's not brought to the surface, it's kind of and washed under and the And then bridge. you're going to see bug-eyed Tony Khan saying, if we had known, we never would have done this. Well, Tony, I guarantee you knew, but you didn't think you needed to act on what you knew because if they don't know, they we don't care. But when they know, everyone cares. So that's where it's at. And he'll be, he won't be t- talking real calmly. He'll be screaming about it on TV. <laughs> What's my favorite question right now? What, what time, time are we, are we at? at? 20 minutes. 20 minutes is a perfect time to uh, wrap up first segment. At this point, though, I'm going to give you something that I want you to slide in. It's going to be a highlight from season one. It's one of my favorite moments from the first season of the Total She Show. Have you ever called anybody a coward? No, and I was glad you brought that up. Only out of fun. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be honest here. This is great, and thank you. I imitate you, but it's it's honestly an it's an honor for me to do it. So it's like you're a coward, and and it's because it's an honor that you've once once or twice called me a coward. You've also called Danny Duggan a coward, Andrew Shellcross, Ernie Todd, probably Vance Nevada. Who else? Anybody? Well, I would get mad because of most people. If they know me, you know that I just don't swear at people. I don't swear a lot. No. And uh, to me, that was as intense, that was as intense, me using the worst swear word possible <laughs> to me was calling them a coward. That was the most intense thing I could call them in my mind. Although yes. to them, it's going, oh, well, I'm only a coward? Well, it could be worse. Mike called me a lot worse. The Road Warriors come in in 84. How big were they for business mm-hmm. for AWA? Well, they were they were big. I mean, you know, they're a dynamic, uh, a, dan- a dynamic team. Uh, we had a, in fact, we had a couple matches with them up in Winnipeg, and one of them was a cage match. And uh, you know, our philosophy was we'd let them, we'd stay close to the ropes, and they came out balls out all the time, swinging and kicking. And if you stayed close enough to the ropes, um, they were so muscled up that they what we call in the industry blowing up. They get tight and they couldn't. They, they could barely hold on to you after ten minutes. We just let them. We'd stay close to the ropes, try to block the punches and the kicks, and then we'd start to wrestle them. We'd take them down. And I know that big animal one night. I put uh, it was in the cage match. I put the Indian death lock on him, and his legs were so big I didn't have to put hardly any pressure on. I could snap him, <laughs> and he's yelling at me, "I'm gonna kill you when I get out of here." And I said, "Well, you're not getting out of here." And he sat up, and I slapped him as hard as he could. <laughs> I slapped him twice. This episode of the Total Bees Cheese Show is powered by FirstRow.ca, Canada's online collectible store where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, action figures, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. 
As a loyal Total Bee Show listener, you can get 10% off your order using the code BEESSHEES. Again, the code is B-E-E-Z-S-H-E-E-Z, one word, and receive 10% off your order. Firstrow.ca, Canada's online collectible store. They say when you want to get somebody as a guest on your podcast, don't go on and badmouth them when they're not on. 67-year-old Ernie Todd is block happy. He's got me blocked on Facebook. He's got me blocked on LinkedIn. And one of the other hosts of the show is blocked on what? I'm blocked on these bees. Facebook. Facebook. So, okay, so imagine. But, but Chris is not blocked. So now when we're taping this, <laughs> we just in, we just told Chris, Chris, take as many screen captures as possible because the second this airs, you are blocked, my yeah. friend. 60, and I didn't even do anything, but it's, it's over for me. 67 years old. That means he's 33 years older than me. No, 23. <laughs> Sorry about that. I got to do my math better. But 67 years old, Ernie Todd. Uh, and it's time for Ernie to make a comeback to local wrestling. Yep. I would love... It can't be Canadian Wrestling Federation. He sold that name. So what if they named it Warbond Wrestling? Sure. Yeah, because yep. his, his transport company was called Warbond Trucking. Hey, I saw his ex-champion, uh, Chris Thorne, in uh, the crowd at the Impact pay-per-view, singing the national anthem. He was really? singing along to the national anthem? Yeah, in like the front row. <laughs> wow. He owns, I think that's the owner of yeah, CWF. Wasn't he the guy that used to... He was part of Sextasy. One of the Volanos? Yes. Oh, no, no, that was, no, Nick, that was Nitro. Nick Nitro. Yeah. Nick Nitro so, said he was Viano 5, five. Or, or 3. No, or vi- five. Yeah, f- uh, it wasn't 5. It wasn't 5 actually... I can't remember because wasn't it Viano four and five were on WCW and he, yes he said he was the one under the mask on WCW. Yeah. Oh my god! Hey, if you're gonna is say you were on TV and you <laughs> it weren't, it's not true. Yeah. At least say you were a masked guy, right? Like H- who was Viano five? Ooh. Say That's you're not, the gobbledygooker or something. Yeah. There's Chris trying to get in on main event munchie <laughs> trivia. And speaking of which, main event munchie trivia. Last week the question was April thirteenth. 1998, 1998 was a symbolic date for WWF at the time. What made it a symbolic date? Richard Brown from Rivers got the answer right. It was the first night in 83 weeks that, or 84 weeks, because it would have been 83 that WCW beat them, and then the yeah. 84th week they won. I believe since June 9th, 96, I believe. WWF won the ratings war that night, and it was the first time in a long time, a year and a half. So, Richard, we'll get you a bag of main event munchies tonight. The main event munchie question, main event munchie trivia question is... You know what? I just thought of another question. Just shoot it. <laughs> just make sure there's only one answer. Okay, so here's another answer. Here's another question. We just <laughs> talked about this. I'm making a I'm making a, a judgment call here. We're gonna save that question. Okay. That we just had. Pulling an audible. This one will piggyback off of that question. All right. Okay. When was the last time that WCW Monday Nitro won the ratings? And why did they win the ratings that night? Okay, so there's a- I'm going to set a condition on this. It had to be a night where they were head-to-head. It couldn't be a they night were. of the dog show in they WCW. Were, they won were head-to-head. Yes. On a forfeit. Okay, good. So the last time in a head-to-head battle that Monday Nitro beat WWF Monday Night Raw, and what was symbolic about it? Was what, what was there the big was deal? A, there was a reason why 
they no, I have a guess, ratings. but I'm oh, not going to say. It. I have yeah, a, yeah. I have a guess, but I'm not going to say it. So, and that was not and, the question we just discussed yeah, literally five minutes ago. Thank we'll save you that for asking that question because it leads into what I wanted to talk about next. And next was, how is it that Mike Davidson could say he sees a world where AEW struggles to struggles to exist in two or three years, and it's easier than you think. Well, after their TV this week. Now, here's how. Horrible. I will admit this. AEW has all the best talent. And now that WWE is going to be cutting $50 million from their operations, and everyone says, don't worry, that's going to be office and marketing. Mm -mm. No way. That is going to be in-ring, and you're going to see it. They're going to be a little bit tighter on raises. They are going to be, hey, Trimming fat. That's what they're going to call it. There's going to be guys who are on contracts that are a little bit older. I'll Dolph, tell you. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is a good name. I bet you Edge is on the bubble because I don't think he delivers big numbers anymore. And he definitely gets paid big money. Seems to me that they might either let him expire or they might figure out a way to help him expire a little sooner. They And the thing is for WWE, I don't think they care who goes to AEW because nope. AEW's had them all and they couldn't draw it or turn it into money or ratings. So here's the problem for why I see AEW in a dangerous spot right now. doesn't matter that they have Kenny Omega. It doesn't matter that they have Chris Jericho or MJF and a great roster of talent. Take a look at WCW 1998-99-2000. Nobody... Let's go back to a date in 1997. Bret Hart leaves WWF and goes to WCW, and everyone thinks WWF will be out of business in two years, not WCW. And everything goes downhill from the Starcade, where Hogan doesn't put over Sting, and then it's there's never a point where they're as hot as they were going into that Starcade. By 1999, it was clear that something was broken. By 2000, the wheels were off the train. Not according to Zach Mercury. He said that was their best year. 2000. 2000. He said it was the best year in WCW. David Arquette becomes the <laughs> world champion. God Jeff bless. Jarrett becomes a top guy. Nash works as little as possible. Judy Bagwell's working. <laughs> yeah, no. WCW 2000. But you know what's funny about WCW 2000? There were still way more people watching that than watching Raw or AEW today. Yeah. So here's why I say that it could happen. Now, WCW died not because of bad booking. Everyone likes to point to bad booking, but it really was corporate why they didn't survive. uh, Turner merged with AOL. And in that merger, there just wasn't, there wasn't the commitment to wrestling that Ted Turner as an owner had. Well, Turner dropped wrestling from the network. Only after the Fusion deal was about to go through. So, So WCW never got canceled. It was when the, it actually, they did get canceled. In March of 2001, Bischoff and the Fusion Group is going to buy it, but only if the TV's there. And that's when uh, AOL Time Warner said, listen, we don't want it. They just assumed they were getting the television. Yeah. Yeah. And then the value wasn't there. So here's what could happen. Like the idea right now, what, what happened with WCW that hurt it was they went to too much, three hours of Nitro, two hours of Thunder, and they couldn't carry that kind of TV. Well, what does AEW have? They have two hours of Dynamite, one hour of Rampage. Well, we better add a TV show on Saturday night, even though they have a hard enough time balancing their second show with their talent. And from what we've learned this week from a very, very, very reliable source. <laughs> Inside I'm not, source. I'm not going to say who, who that is. Um, and it's no, not what people are thinking. 
it's a, a hard, hard brand split. Hard brand split. Shouldn't they do that with Ring of Honor? I think this is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Because what? So if you bring, and of course this is all spurned on because CM Punk is coming back. Which we've talked which about. Which I to said death. the episode after the incident, he would be back. He would never be fired. But like, here's I was the right. thing. Here's the thing. You're going to pay the guy anyways. So do you want to pay him, piss off the entire locker room and not move the needle? Or do you want to pay him and send a message to the locker room is, I'm with you guys. We hear you. He's He's gone. What would you rather do? Well, there's you're going to pay him either way. Yeah. There's two schools of thoughts here. I know you believe it happened as it's been reported. I do. In order to believe it happened as it was reported. Hold on. But you guys. Mention are, your source. I'm not going to say the source. <laughs> Just he, say that you have an unnamed source. I have an unnamed source who was an original member of AEW. Yes. And I will tell you that, and we, you know, the, the, when they, when this was being discussed, it was being laughed at. Everybody was talking about how bad of a booker Tony Khan is. How he can't, he has all these guys, he can't figure out. If you watch Dynamite this week, yeah. that'll be a dead giveaway. But he's got all these guys, yet we're thinking that this moron could put together some sort of elaborate work. That's what I said. With CM Punk. Yeah, you guys, are you, that's always been your counter. Are you, you guys kidding? Are countered he's that. not smart enough to do it. I don't think he came up with it. Listen, I think this happened. They're like, Fuck, we got to pay this guy anyways. Let's just, if we can bring him back and make and turn what's happened as a shoot into an angle, let's do that. But nobody wants him there. So you're going to pay this guy. And you're, you know what? I'm going to make an analogy. I'm going to make an analogy <laughs> right now. Okay. No? Oh. I'm going to make an let's analogy. Let's hear it. I'm going to, if they bring CM Punk back, this would be like when Robbie Royce joined TRCW Jumped in 2001. Jumped from CWF to TRCW because yep. he had been the very, very top push guy and yep. booker in CWF. But, but he went we to, were went to one ass. bar show and saw how successful TRCW was and he needed in. He didn't want in. And, he needed and in. And here's what happened. And I'll tell you the story about this. And again, this is the B-She's show. Yep, yep. Soon to be renamed, potentially. No, it is not potentially. It is renamed next week. It, it will not. Be, <laughs> the word total will not be in the title. So... Here's how this whole thing went down. Royce was the NWA North American champion. He quit on Ernie. Was that, I think, believe that was at the garage sale. Yeah, the garage sale. And Ugh. I'm the one getting blocked on yep. LinkedIn. <laughs> Quits on the garage sale. And then, so he didn't even drop the North American championship. No. Nope. Right? So that's, you know, kind of unprofessional. Yeah, you got to right? go and lay down for the gold. So... Then Bobby wanted to bring him over right away. immediately, And I said, hold on a second, Bobby. This guy has been calling your entire roster shit for the last year and a half. He quits. He's got no leverage. Nope. So he's got nowhere to go. You can put him on ice for six months. He's got nowhere to go. Ernie's not going to take him back. Yet you are going to... You are going to... Bring this guy into this locker room. Roll out the red carpet. Right. For this guy who's treated all of our guys like shit. Put him in a main event angle. Right. And I thought that was the worst idea. And that is the only time. Polit I, political Shane Madison. Political Shane yeah. Madison. This is the only time I ever said I would not put a guy over. And the reason for that was not because I didn't want to, I, I, I believe my own hype. The reason for that was, is that I didn't like the fact that he called our team shit for a year and a half. 
And Bobby basically opens up his legs like a cheap you-know-what, rolls out the red carpet for this guy to come in, and now he's going to put him over on our guys who've been working hard to build the foundation, to build this company to where it is. I wasn't going to do it. Yep. And that's when I cut the shoot promo on Royce in the ring. That's yeah. when they tried to shoot the angle on you. You grabbed a live stick and and shot back. Yeah, and I shot back, and it was and you know I mean maybe we could close to real. Yeah, I don't need to you know go into. I mean, if people want to hear what I actually had to well, say, well, you said that you. you told him he was five foot fees all. Yep, <laughs> which he is a shorter guy. That was a, a little bit harsh. Yeah, and you told him if you whatever I said something like swallow. Royce, you're five foot f all fees all. <laughs> you want to get in the ring with me, Grandpa? You don't deserve the rub. Basically, that's yeah. what it was. And then steam coming out of his ears. Now, and if, then I put all the heat on Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I didn't, now there, there's Poor a world Bobby. where this could have worked. If I don't get fired as Booker, Robbie Royce wants to come over. Okay, no problem. Royce, you're coming over. We're not building you up for the first show. You're gonna, we're gonna do a mini angle on the show, and you're gonna lay down to TJ Brat cold. So that TJ Brack gets made off of you coming over. And then we'll start to figure out what we're going to do with you. But you are going to be cold as ice for the first three shows until we decide we're putting you in an angle. That way, he's the undefeated NWA North American champion at that point. Our guy gets to pin him clean middle of the ring. We don't get the belt, but we get all the bragging rights for it. Exactly. There was nowhere no, to go. Yeah, with there that. was no booker. There was no direction. That company was chaotic at the time, much like AEW, as we draw it back there. But that's what I'm saying. Good analogy. Now, now they want to bring Punk back to do essentially the same thing. Not, not that he's like he hasn't shit on the team. No. But his actions were unprofessional. Okay. Right, but the locker room's kind of split. Like there are, he's got a lot of detractors, but okay. there's a lot of guys that like him. But too. if there's anybody important in the locker room who doesn't want him there. Why bring him back? Okay, yeah. can I ask you a couple questions? Sure. Why didn't Tony Khan fire? That's a great question. Okay, why did Tony? Probably Con because there's some sort of legal situation okay. where he's got yeah, him. Yeah, he's worried about the lawsuit. Why didn't Tony or why did Tony Khan suspend Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks? Optics. Yeah. Okay, optics, great. That's yeah. a good word. I Thank have no you. idea why anybody got suspended. Okay, okay, this okay. is a fight in the locker room. Okay. This has happened. Just take him off okay, TV okay, for a okay. while and let him cool. Yeah, so those are the two the, first the optics. Things. Yeah. Why did Dax Harwood start talking about CM Punk about three months ago on his podcast? Mm, just weird. No. Well, I think at that time they were still thinking they were going to sign with WWE so he could no. talk about whatever he wanted. Dax Harwood was never going to sign with WWE. No. And also Dax Harwood is not doing his podcast anymore. No, canceled. Because, He's taking it off. Because it's too he much felt heat. that it's too much heat on him. and it's, yeah. He was know. getting tons of heat. He Next question, podcast, so. why did the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in Chicago mock CM Punk? If they're above Because it? they knew they were going to get get shit on by the crowd, which oh. is exactly what So happened. let's play into it. Let's not ignore it. Good, 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 good. good. Um, why did Chris Jericho go and in, into the social media war now with Punk? Because War of Words, when Has he's... Has he been into a social media? Oh, yeah, yeah, they've been going back and forth. What? He's like basically said, I don't do, or I won't work. Not every... He, he, Jericho's been teasing. I think he's done an interview with somebody, one interview, where he has mentioned this, and then a bunch of different outlets okay. have mentioned this one interview. Sure. So I wouldn't call it... Sure. Going into business or okay. working an angle. Okay. Uh, why would a, a meeting between Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, and CM Punk leak to the news sites? Hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, I know every meeting that we have leaks to all the news sites locally. It's true. Uh, okay, so it's weird, right? Kind of weird. Okay, next. Yeah, but, okay, but hold on a second. If he's bringing him back, if he has to bring him back, I think he needs to talk. They're, they're, they're probably like, hey, 
let's talk to Jericho. He's obviously, he's been here since day one. Let's figure out if we can make this work or if this should even work. Mm-hmm. He's not just going to make the call. This guy walks into yeah, the locker room and it, let's make sure it leaks that there's a meeting. Sorry well, okay, if it leaks, it was a leak. Okay, or but, been okay. Leaks. So somebody, these guys are these guys are famous. Sure. So there's going to be if they're where are they? Are they in some bunker underground or something? If well, they go anywhere to have a meeting, if somebody sees them, they're famous. Well, well they could have been on Jericho Zoom. Wants to get the rub off of everybody. Mm. Like he he he's he's hitched himself to anybody who's getting hot in AEW. He's hitched his wagon to them at some point already. So your unnamed source, who's a reliable source, was with AEW at the beginning, says that they are launching the Saturday show. CM Punk is going to be the main star. It's definitely a brand ex- extension. 100%. That it's going to be exclusive roster. Yes. No I, crossover. No so cro- that they can hard protect. Split. The quote was hard split. So they can protect the Bucks and now, Omega from having to be in the same room. Now, does this mean there's three rosters? Yeah, because there's a Ring, Ring of Honor, Honor roster, yeah. there's a Saturday roster, and then there's a, a Wednesday slash Friday roster. Yeah. Is that what that means? Well, it means that it's a disorganized cluster fees. Yep. Um, you know, and then your source said that it was 100% shoot, which would be that 100% that they actually got in a fight in the locker room. I'm 100% wrong. He was laughing that people thought it was or. Oh, he's, he's like, laughing at me, you say. He was like, he's, <laughs> he's like, people give this guy way too much credit. I'm not think. giving Tony Khan any credit and they have booked it badly. This thing has happened. This happened. It was a legitimate thing. Oh, I yeah. Feel yeah. It's happened. Yeah. And now they have to figure out, okay. If we're going to bring this guy back, let's turn it into something. Yeah, that's what I, okay. And like, who cares if this guy comes? Do you guys know one person who's enamored with this CM Punk? Like, why are people still talking about this? I'm not enamored, but like, I'm, I'm interested. Okay. Are you? Yeah. You're, you're of I, the, I don't think you're a majority. No, I don't definitely care. not. Okay. And all these guys, all that entire crowd of AEW, they love the Bucks. They love Omega. They love Hangman. They love the Elite. Any city you go to, except Chicago, you're telling me Punk's going to come back. He's going to get a heel heat. He's going to get a heel heat. They want to run with that. FTR, who yes. are over as baby faces. They're going to get guilty by association. This is a terrible idea on every front. And there are people in the industry and other major national companies laughing at this. Oh, I'm laughing right now. They are laughing. No, they I'm laughing wait. hard. They can't wait for well, him to is, come back. Is FTR hot enough as baby faces to get some of that stink off of them? Though? No. no. You know, and you wouldn't want to get the stink off They're of them. guilty no. by association. Because if you can evoke the negative yeah, emotion, that's just as valuable as a this major is bad positive. heat, though. Here's guys. the this thing. Is heel heat. Here's this the... is like go away heat. Okay, so here's what I want to know. We're going to get to an AEW pay-per-view at some point, and they're going to say, well, we got to run our Saturday night TV show against our own pay-per-view if it's a Saturday night pay-per-view. How are they going to do that? Are they going to preempt or reschedule them? I guess maybe that's what they do. Well, is it live every Saturday? Who know. knows? Or somebody sits down with the roster and says, look, guys, let's be adults here. You're going to work together. You're very highly paid. No. And if you don't like it, no. If you, you believe the narrative, they can't get to that point. Yeah. It's it- all, I guarantee you, <laughs> I've been right all along. CM Punk ends up in the ring with Omega and the Bucks before the end of Brutal. summer. Brutal. And you know what? I tell you. The worst. If, I, th- I think that's going to happen, but I still don't think it's If work. this had been a shoot. Now, I, I honestly believe it was a convenient suspension to Kenny Omega because he had just come back and he they'd just done that best of seven trios thing. I don't think he was 100% healthy. He got to take another six weeks or eight weeks off. You know, rest up. You're getting paid to sit at home. 
that's the only way it sold where Kenny Omega accepted that. There's no way if, if anybody punished Kenny Omega for something he didn't think he w- he did wrong, it never would have worked. He would have left. This whole thing is so weird though. That's like, why it's a get, work. Guys get into a fight. They're suspended. Now they can't even talk about it. Like, oh, sorry. Uh, I can't talk about that. Who cares? Like, well, why does anybody Well, there's probably care? a non-disclosure agreement but at this point. For what? Okay. What, what are they afraid to disclose? I know you're yeah. never going to believe this. And I'm I know... Not, you are a paranoid wrestling promoter. That's what you are. No. You think everything is a work. Bret Hart is it's the not, mastermind of the, fuck, oh. of the Montreal Screwjob. <laughs> I have proven that. <laughs> if I had to go in front of a jury, oh. I am getting a conviction 12-0. <laughs> I also probably get a 6-6 split jury on CM Punk. It was all a work, and CM Punk masterminded it with those guys, and they're all going to end up in the ring. All I'm going to say is if I'm wrong, I'm still more right than most fans are saying, they really fought in the locker room, they really hate each other. No. If they really hated each other, Tony Khan would sit down with CM Punk and say, okay, getting you back in this locker room was a whole lot of hard work. You're going to act this way. Get the hell off social media. Stop alienating people. I'm going to have to bring you in slowly. If you piss anyone off in the process, I can't do anything with you. And CM Punk would be handling himself differently. But you know what's amazing? I listen to a lot of podcasts and Eric Bischoff comes down way on the side that CM Punk is a son of a bitch. I agree with him. Jim Cornette comes down on the side that Tony Khan has messed this up and CM Punk is, is the top guy, is the right guy. He's the, like the Tony, that CM Punk has done nothing wrong. So you could, that's why it's brilliantly booked. See, if in, even if it was a shoot, they have brilliant booking right now at their disposal. And you're looking for something that's not there. I'm not looking for something. If I was the, if I was the creative guy for, for AEW, I sit everyone down and say, what do we want to do here? Do we want to draw money? There's tons of money on the table. They got to pay this guy. He's either there or he's not. They don't want to pay him out. They want to see if they can get okay. some, some mileage out of him. I think it's a terrible idea. Okay. It sets a bad example for the locker room. What are we at for time? I got two points. 43. 43. Okay, I got time. Hulk Hogan has always played out, speaking of WCW 2000 and the death of WCW and why AEW could be on that same perilous course. Hulk Hogan has always said... When Vince Russo went to the ring and shot on him in WCW Bash of the Beach 2000, he had no idea it was happening. Except a video has just released from Bubba the Love Sponge. The next morning after, Hulk Hogan called Bubba's show and was telling him what happened. And he outs himself. The story has always been Hogan was out of the building when Vince Russo went into the ring. The story that Hogan told Bubba the Love Sponge the morning after was that he heard Russo go to the ring and start cutting the promo and thought, hey, this guy is is firing up on me for no reason. I'm going to go out and confront him. And Doug Dillinger stopped him and walked him out of the building. I can't believe anything no, Hulk Hogan I was just, I was just Hulk say Hogan that. knew that Vince Hulk Hogan was in on Bash of the Beach 2000. Oh, I'm the paranoid wrestling guy. According to Hulk Hogan, he was also the lead actor for The Wrestler. And Darren Aronofsky was like... No, he never and, came in. And there was also a massive lawsuit over that. Aren't you a big WCW? Hulk Hogan fan? Me? Yes. Hogan got, Hogan lost that lawsuit because he couldn't prove it wasn't a work. Well, I, I don't... I'd have to get brushed anyway, up Anyway, I'm, go- I'm going to send that video to you, and you look for all the historical errors that the morning after he says that he then changed the story. I don't believe We're, anything that comes out of Hulk Hogan's mouth. And, mm-hmm. like, hold on a second. Are we comparing Hulk Hogan to CM Punk? 
Yeah, that's a like we're comparing on uh, 2000 WCW to today's AEW. There's the comparison. That would be a fair comparison. Okay, and the, what else? I had one other. When's point. Judy Bagwell booked? Yeah, I had one other point, and I lost it. See, I should have a format, right, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Just something written down. Maybe. Um, my last point about AEW and how they could go the course of of WCW is if they don't get a handle on all this chaotic nonsense and oversaturating their market with too much TV that's not good TV, they are doomed. Saturday night is not a good time slot no, as your terrible. third show. WCW Saturday night was terrible in its in the end of it because there was Thursday Thunder, Monday night Monday Nitro. It's easy to miss that show. Yes, no it's not going to be a destination show. It would it was one thing uh, in TNA, when they got on spike on Saturday nights at 10 PM yep. after velocity had left spike, they were able to make that show important because it was the number one show that everyone needed to focus on. If a company got Saturday night as their time slot and said, watch on Saturday night, we're going to be throwing this and this and this and this at you. All the angles are going to be on this show. It would work. But when it's your third show, it won't matter that CM Punk's your top guy on that show. It won't matter that FTR might be on that show. It's going to look like shotgun Saturday nights or WCW Saturday night, and it will not work. And it's going to hurt the brand more than it's going to help it. What you're going to see now... They need better TV, not more TV. They need better TV, and they need a creative direction. Whether that's a writing team, which I don't condone, I think they need a booker. I think a booker can write two hours of TV very easily. At the beginning of Monday Nitro, Kevin Sullivan was one of the main writers. Uh, Dusty Rhodes was involved. Kevin Nash once wrote WCW Nitro at a time when it was it was good. It can be written by one guy, and it can be chaotic. You can have things that are loose end and and that element of of spontaneity that a, that a booker will have that a writing team won't. But you can't have the guy who has to write two hours of Dynamite write one hour of Rampage and now write the Saturday show and then Ring of Honor. But he's a super fan, so he'll figure it out. It ain't working. You need to have somebody who says, okay, we're going to be building this money match. That's booking 101 is build to a money match, build an angle, build a feud. They don't have that. They don't because he's too busy thinking, oh, this will be neat. This will be good. Oh, this is a dream match. We've got to get this on TV. Like I'm so confused with what happened this week on Dynamite with like, MJF and like he's basically like, he was going to bribe Sammy Guevara yeah. and then to lie down, but then Sammy Guevara is wrestling and then he's helping Sammy, Sammy Guevara and then like it's like what? Like yeah, what, I, what is going on? And then like watch that Jungle Boy match with um Sammy Guevara. The first four moves are all high spots. Like there's no lockup. They go right to a <laughs> and they have work on Rana, yeah. a, a flip to the floor. I was like, "What? Okay, is, what is this?" So, what is Jerry Lynn, Billy Gunn, Dean Malenko? They don't listen. Pat Buck. What are these guys doing? Aren't listen. you supposed to be pulling the guys together and saying, "Okay, we got twelve minutes. Let's let's talk about what we." Sarah Stock. I can't wait for to listen to Cornette just absolutely obliterate this week's show. Mm-hmm. It is going to be. Like I listen, I like AEW, but it is, man, it is like a train wreck. Meanwhile, we, our friends at Impact. I was just going to say we should talk Impact. Our friends at Impact They're making moves. Home run, yep. home run, sello, home Fuck, run, fifth consecutive sello. New Nick heavy, Aldis, yeah, new heavyweight champion Nick Aldis, who was probably the second or third best free agent out there. The beneficiaries of the WWE cuts, I see that being Impact. 
No, AEW is still going to pay they more. They can't take all those guys, though. There's going to be the guys that can't go to AEW. Yeah. WWE doesn't want Impact and pick up some great guys. Have you watched Moneyball? Yes, I have. Okay, so if you're a sports fan... The other night, fan, as a matter of fact. If you're a sports fan, you understand big markets spend big money on all the talent, and then they sometimes having a hard time. They have a hard time figuring it out. And then you have the teams that have to be smart on a budget. That's Impact Wrestling. Smart on their budgets. Their use of Kushida to build Steve Macklin was perfect. Um, they have the best commentator in Tom the Tom Hannafin, by yeah. far. Nobody can touch that guy. He yep. is the best. They also have the best booker in Scott Demore, right? Last week I said that that one thing that all elites should look at doing is bringing over a guy like Adam Pierce to be the Scott Demore of that company, the guy that has 100% say, the Dana White power of that company. It's all elite will not survive their inconsistent and erratic booking. The wrestling fan today is smarter than they've ever been. And they start to figure out, eh, the problem is Tony. Uh, the problem is talent isn't in, in money angles. Angles still draw. It's not the match that draws the heat. It's the story that draws the heat and the match deliver is the climax. You, you can give good match after good match after good match because you have the roster, but if you don't have good story, you have nothing. And that's what Tony Khan's going to find out. And one thing that Scott Demore has done very well is make the angles mean everything and then and then people want to watch the product. Impact isn't available very easily in Canada. You have to have the you have to have the Fight Network or you may have to have I game get show. it on Game Show TV yeah. and it's and it's in, delayed yeah. in HD. And it's on Saturday nights. Saturdays, yeah. Yeah, yep. so you're not getting it on the Thursday night. I would love to see Impact and they do so much in Canada and I believe they should do a Western Canada tour now while the while the business is really hot. I think they should partner with local promoters like WPW, like Top Talent, like Dungeon, like Nation Extreme, do four shows over four weeks. I think they should go to Global TV or go to go to Rogers, go yeah. get a big player and say, listen, we want Saturday nights at 6 p.m. We want to do a one-hour version of our TV show. It, they can show the two-hour impact in the States, cut it to one great hour on Saturday nights at 6 or 5 o'clock or something and build their Canadian audience because that's what... I, t- I love the show yeah. and I only get to see maybe clips of it yeah. or when, I, when I'm around the TV on a Saturday and it's on game show. They're in a tough spot because they know that that channel they're on, they're like- It's because they own it. Same with, exactly. same with Axis. They're hooped. So yeah. they know they have a good product. Believe me, they want to get off that channel, but because- But they need to get a licensing deal in the States. They need to get picked up. In Canada, the same thing. The other thing is they could do more with- distributing it for free on the internet on delay, like YouTube. They do that on YouTube. Do you, you can get, I think it's like a dollar 99 and yeah. that's been a hit for them. They've made a lot of money yeah. with that. They've made a lot of money at the last several shows. Yeah. Uh, impact. Um, for a dollar 99, what were they saying to me? You can watch the shows pretty much anytime dollar 99 a month. And it's a pretty good deal. You can, y- like, you know, it's amazing. Cause in October I was asked, what are we doing that we need to be doing better? I didn't give them all the answers, but Scott DeMore came up with all the answers over the next six months. Home run, home run, home run, home run. Booker of the year by far right now. Impact is, in my opinion, the company that has the most momentum. I think if they can carry this through, they could get a better TV deal. Certainly in Canada, they can, because they're doing enough in Canada that the broadcasters can do the right deal with them as CanCon, because they're shooting in Windsor, they're shooting in Toronto. 
By the way, that venue in Toronto looked amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That what a beautiful nice. venue. It's nicer than the impact zone yeah. was in, in Florida. So that's what I'll say about that. Watch what happens in the next six months with AEW. If they don't get their creative ship right, they're going to be in trouble. And then they got renewals coming up. They got to renew Kenny Omega before the end of the year. And I think the Bucks, MJF isn't far behind. Like, and, but they, they're lucky. WWE isn't going to pay top dollar on free agent. But do you want to go to WrestleMania? Or do you want to be booked in a, in a, what looks to be a traffic, like, I don't know. What is it? It's a mess. A car accident. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Like, let's see, like, Jay White. Let's see what happens with him. Great talent. Looks like a million bucks. Yeah. Let's they bombed they Miro. They bombed Wardlow. They bombed Hook. Hook. They, um, the other one they're going to bomb is Ricky Starks. They got yep. him to a point yep. now. I think it's too, I yep. think they already have, yeah. honestly. Like, he was hot, real hot after his promo. And then it just kind of, they just didn't but know what But you know do. what? You know what's amazing? They're going to figure out a way for John Moxley to be in a future match next pay-per-view because <laughs> it's all about John Moxley. And we, we keep saying they got them hot. It's actually these guys are super talented. They got themselves hot. Like, I think Ricky Starks cut his own promo. Yeah. They got him hot. Wardlow you know, MJF got, got himself hot. Wardlow, yeah, Wardlow got hot by the yes, rub of MJF. Absolutely. And then the natural, the heater's going to eventually take on But that. Hook got himself hot. Like, yeah. there's a lot of guys that got themselves hot, not... You know, in spite of who's booking. Well, let me tell you, how lucky are we that Brian Cage resigned? Because certainly his first three years in the company have been something hot. Yeah, how about Big Bill? (laughs) Who's Big? Is that Big Cass? Great name. Yeah, Big Bill. Big Bill. I've always liked calling a guy Bill. Yeah. Bill is Why not just call him Bill? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Don't call him Big. We can see he's Big. Just call him Bill. Coming down the aisle... Bill. <laughs> call him Cash. Just call B- him Big Bees. Cash. There you go. It sounds just like Big Cass. You got the rub off of his name. People know who Big Cass is. If I said, well, you you saw Mike. You said Big Bill. He's like, who's Bill? <laughs> Looks like a million bucks. Too. And, and he's into wrestling. Imagine a guy. I'm who, not into. Do not accuse imagine me. Imagine the guy who's on the peripheral, like who hasn't I, watched. There's so. no one bigger on peripheral than me. <laughs> Mike's out of touch. Yeah, I do yeah. not watch. That's I true. do not. Uh, uh, out of touch. Okay. Oh, no, let me. I was channeling the wrong guy. Okay. Okay, Mike Davidson, do you're, you even watch the wrestling business? You're the devil, yeah, Mike Davidson. Yeah, I am Davidson. the devil, Mike Davidson. Okay. All right, are we ready to move on? Let's yeah, move on. I okay. think we covered that segment well. Okay, it is time now for the Mary Brown's mailbag. Mary Brown's chicken, crave delicious, crave Canadian. Who has 14 Manitoba locations? Mary Brown's chicken. Who only uses Manitoba chicken? Mary Brown's chicken. And who only uses Manitoba-grown potatoes hand-cut in-store? I bet you've already guessed. Even Mary Brown's coleslaw is made fresh in store from whole carrots and cabbage. Download Mary Brown's app today and take advantage of money-saving deals and even a secret menu. You can order ahead to get your Mary Brown's faster. Mary Brown's chicken. Crave delicious. Three questions in the Mary Brown's mailbag. Three? Three of them. Before we get to that, we Nosy have to ask pricks. if, uh, if uh, Jeez Weiss has been to yep. Mary Brown's this week. Absolutely. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I go uh, for Mondays. I, I go at least once a week, and I went once this week, and a big, a spicy Big Mary on Monday. So you got two? No, one. Did you, you didn't get the Bigo? Bi- Bogo? No, I got the. Did you get it delivered to Mike O'Shea at the. Stadium? No, I didn't get it delivered. Why am I not remembering what I ordered? Did you, you confusing do the, me? Did you do the Uber Eats because they had no. the deal on the Uber Eats? No, I went into the store. Why oh. would I? Why would I order Uber Eats if I'm going? I'm not paying fees. <laughs> Listen, Uber Eats is not a sponsor. I can rip on them. I love Mary Browns. Whoa. I want them to get all my money. All right, fair enough. Okay, what about you? Oh, I. You know, I went for the uh, spicy actually this week. So yeah, I was kind of in the mood for a spicy. I, I did the grilled chicken sandwich. You know, yeah. you know who else did the grilled chicken sandwich? Our friend Dan in Calgary. 
Oh, yes. Really? Yes, yes he, he tried it out for the first time. He tried it based on our recommendation. He said he didn't have a great experience. He said he it. thought that they didn't take enough time to make it perfect. Right. But I said, you know, hey, it's a new menu item, you know, so. He's going it. back yes. and we're going to hear a second, a I'm second. Very, I'm very confident it'll be a. Yes. A You're going for pizza review. with Dan, Dan Myers. Yep. Our friend, he's going to come on the show. He knows the Hart family dynamic. That's why I want, because he knows Brett was the mastermind oh, gonna, of the Montreal You're going to cause a bunch of heat. You're going to get Poor guy's going to get disowned. <laughs> Poor guy's going to get canceled in yeah. Calgary, yeah. thanks to you. <laughs> Damn. All right, first question coming in from Jason through our email, totalbeesheesatgmail.com. It could be. It could be. I didn't check his name. Panda Chuck. After one year of podcasting, what have you learned about wrestling in 2023? That's an interesting question, Jason. Well, Jason Pandachuk, I learned that... Just like in 1997, it's very easy to fool the wrestling world with a worked angle, and and they want to believe it's true, and they're going to believe what they see is real and what they've heard is real. And CM Punk was not really in a fight with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. <laughs> Please don't believe that. That's called an angle and a storyline, and they're and they're working you. Do not be well. Allow yourself to be worked, but do it because you want to be worked, not because they tell you to be worked. In all seriousness, here's what I learned. January till April is is always a hot time for wrestling. The independent wrestling fans came through in droves. They supported the products with their with their dollars. They've supported uh, the big leagues. They've supported WWE, AEW, but more importantly, Primos and CWE Wrestling in Winnipeg, and definitely Winnipeg Pro Wrestling and 3D of, Pro. 3D Pro. Come on, now they didn't draw. <laughs> 3D Pro. Why do you have to bring that up? Are you getting hot again? Why did you have to bring? Do you know that guy did the ultimate? I got it. He's got a thin skin. Be careful. I got tipped off that he actually was contacting people saying, "If you like what the total B she's posts, you cannot be my friend anymore." What? That's called sandbox. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you want to be a friend of the total B she's show, we want you to go on and like. 3D. We want him to think it's the right time to yeah. promote shows. Tell him he's doing a great job. Tell him he should bring in. Aren't they bringing another show back? They say they are, but it's four weeks away, and they haven't announced a date, a venue, or a ring. You know what? Here, <laughs> here's what. Here's what they need to do. They have to. That, announce, that's my line. When they yeah. when that's they announce line. a show, they have to announce there will be a ring. At the 3D shows. Pro. If you if you like me. Like 3D Pro, buy a ticket to 3D Pro, convince 3D Pro to go out and book Kurt Angle to be at their next show and tell them to bring in, well, who's the most overpriced talent right now in the indie scene? Ooh, overpriced. I don't know. Oh my gosh. There's so many. I yeah. was talking to Danny about one this week, actually, how they, oh, um, who, yes. somebody was like, basically like really low level and they wanted like $2,500. Yes. Yeah. Book that guy. Yeah. Book, yeah. Call tell, Danny, call Danny yeah. Duggan. He'll 3D give you the name. pro wrestling. Get them to book that guy for 2,500 us and first class travel. Tell him you'll buy a ticket and then forget to buy the ticket. How about that? No, seriously, Shane, do not tell people to make a choice because I want people who like me to like you because that's what adults do. And that's all I'm going to say about that. All I right. learned about wrestling. The fans matter. Treat them right because they're Don't the ones. Slap them. Yes. <laughs> Do not You're assault just stirring the fans. It up today. Treat them like they matter because you know what? They're whether it's them giving you three hours of their time or twenty dollars of their money, it is equally as important, and they're doing both. So fans are the most important part. All right. Um, you want to go? Do you have? Did, did you learn anything? I I learned a lot. I watch a lot of wrestling. Yeah. Well, far too much wrestling. You know, you do three hours of Raw. 
You do two hours of NXT. You do two hours of Dynamite. You do one You're hour of Rampage. You're admitting to an addiction here. Got two hours of SmackDown. Then yep. you got pay-per-views. Then you got A&E shows. And that's a lot of wrestling on. Yeah. That, Listen, that's a, how does your wife put up with it? Well, Because <laughs> I know she's not exactly a fan. No, she's she doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. But, you know, um, <laughs> You've got your own space. But listen, someone's got to do some research around here. That's right? true. On the, on you can, you can actually do the research so he, without watching it all. Uh, so he, he's telling us he learned that he's we don't do research. I don't want to be criticized for being out of touch. He that's is that. the fact checker. Yeah. Our friends, the, the Axe, released a new graphic that's going to go on social media on Monday. And it is the fact checker Shane Madison. That might have, might be a new a new gimmick. I, but I, one thing I have learned is how to be the mediator between you two. Oh clowns. come on! Oh, yeah. Stop! Stop! Here stop! Episode fifty one last week. There's some fireworks. Hold we, it. What we are you almost talking about? We almost didn't make it to fifty two. It was a work. Yeah. <laughs> there was, was no work. shoot. Total work. We Just were like working. There was there was some fireworks. Did it happen on the show? No. It but was. I, a, but hey, we came down. We're sitting in the studio. First thing I said to you two guys, are we good? Yeah, you do we have to locker talk? locker room leader. Do yeah. we have to talk about this? Because hey, we we bear, we bury Tony Khan for not did talking you, uh, to his locker room and getting shit out in the open. Yeah, did you report to Meltzer that there might have been a shoot? Maybe you oh. should. You should. I hope you do. Get, give us a rub. <laughs> um, it was close, people. What did I learn? Um, let's see about wrestling in twenty twenty three. You learned how to survive working with this guy. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's true. And I guess that is, we are kind of wrestling, at least wrestling adjacent. So we can go with that. Also, I learned uh, a lot of the politics and local wrestling still there. They're, oh, yeah. It's, they're not, you know, I... Old I, habits die hard. I removed myself completely from local scene a long time ago because I wasn't wrestling anymore. So I stepped out of it. And as soon as we started doing this show again... I started seeing all these little old tricks that I used to see way back in the day. All these little digs, everything. Like the guy from 3D telling people, do not like them Ex- on social that's media. That's exa- exactly what I'm talking Come about. On. So I guess we're kind of the same, same yeah, thing. Yeah, since he started telling people that, the listenership's been going up, up, up. So Is there still an open invitation for him to come on the show? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Him, Ernie, and Adam Knight should come on in the same episode so they can all gang up on you know me. What? It'll be a six-man tag. The we'll have a trio. should just leave that episode and let <laughs> yeah. them three talk. Do well, the, the, the three of them together. Together. Could you imagine what they what they would come up and with? Revisiting Vance Nevada, we might as well add him in there too. I love Vance. I know there's a guy that you you ragged on, and you had him on the show. You didn't sandbag him. Yep. You you treated him. It went too easy. Didn't on him ask recording. him the hard questions. You treated him very fairly. You though. know, somebody suggested we bring him on again before he does his Manitoba swing for CWE. E in early June. I think I need to be as the moderator. I'm, yeah, like, I'm yeah. like I'm like the moderator here. Yes, there you go. That's the new gimmick. All I'm right, like the referee. Moving on, we have a question from Shelley. Considering all three of you wrestled, who did you pattern your styles after and why? Um, we'll start with Mike again. Well, I was often compared to mechanically of greats like Brett the Hitman Hart, Kurt Angle, <laughs> Mr. Perfect. Th- these were one-way conversations with himself. People said that the only reason I didn't do as much as them is that I was too similar. And Hey, you have a hell of a drop kick. I do have a drop kick. I have an insecurity. I can hit a cross body, and I do it in every match because that's all I can do. Uh, I have not wrestled a match since 2004. Did he hit a drop kick then? Oh, yeah. That was when you got your ass kicked by overkill, right? No, that was 2001. 2001? Yeah. That, you put in like 30 minutes in that match. Oh, I still feel it. <laughs> yeah. I love I overkill. I saw him not too long ago. Yes. Okay. I not where I was. So, um, is that your answer? No. You, did you have a real I answer? I kind of tried to do an elbow. Jabroni elbow. Jabroni elbow that was sort of like Road Dog did this thing oh, with the, the knee. Oh, the shake, rattle, roll? Yeah. It was, it was sweet. 
I liked to think I was X-Pac, even though I wasn't. I didn't really pattern myself <laughs> off anybody. The, the problem, you could tell Vance Nevada trained me because everything he could do, I could do, but just maybe not quite the same. Um, and you could tell the psychology was obviously like basic four-step match. You bump, sell as a baby face, hit a comeback, go into a finish. That's all I did. I bumped and sold and then I hit a comeback. So I didn't really pattern it off anybody per se. Um, but it was like what seemed to work with the fans really. So uh, all right. I didn't, I didn't really have anyone. Jeez, we, uh, I always, well, I got two guys really. Carl I, Gotch. That's one. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> um, that, that'd be a close third. The, uh, I always liked Mr. Perfect was yeah. my hero when I was a kid. Yeah. I thought he was almost so worked cool. him. Yep. Yep. A November 2002. Your reflection you were, of perfection almost. If happened. he had bagged a buck, you were going to get to wrestle yep, Mr. Perfect. Yep. Um, I always liked him. I thought when he came out with that singlet at WrestleMania 5, I thought that was like the coolest thing. So yep. I figured the first time I ever wrestled, I wore a singlet in his honor. Um, but I also, uh, I'm a big fan of, um, big fan of Randy Orton. Oh yeah. Okay. I tried to pattern myself a lot after him just based on his mechanics, his mannerisms, his facial expression, his positioning in the ring. Um, you know, Brian Danielson will tell you the best guy he's ever been in the ring with ever is Randy Orton. Oddly enough, you patterned yourself after Randy Orton, even though your best run was 2001 and two, and he barely was on the scene until 2002, three. So yeah. you were patterning, you were looking into the future on how you're yes, going to pattern yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think more like as I got, you know, the, the light bulb doesn't really go off when you get into this business until about year five. Yeah. Like you just learn how to wrestle and do moves, but you don't learn how to put it all together and actually learn how to work Yeah, until about year five. And then that's definitely you in 2004 was definitely comparable to Randy Orton. Yeah. So, and I always tried to, you know, I tried to kind of, you know, even like the, even like the gear is very similar to, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think that's not a bad choice to, if you're going to pattern yourself. After. I would proffer uh, another, another person that I just from watching you okay. a little bit, okay. a little bit of Christian. See okay. a little, little bit of Christian hey, in the way, a, the way you moved around. That's a you didn't see Carl Gotch? Though? Didn't see Carl Gotch, but I no. saw a little bit of Christian, which is a, is a compliment, by Thank the you. way. I appreciate I that. saw Luthez and Fern Gagne. As long as you didn't <laughs> say like Bash and Booger. <laughs> Doug Bash and be okay. <laughs> All right. Um, as for me, when I started, I would say probably Mick Foley. And it was, you know, I, I sold like him. I always got told that you sell like Mick Foley because I always came up with the dead arm. Yeah. I always did the dead arm thing. And then later on, it was uh, Ray Trailer, Big Boss Man, because he mm-hmm. was a big guy like me and he could move. I was able to move and do some of the some of the stuff that he could do. So I kind of started patterning myself after that. And those were kind of the two. I wanted to pattern myself after Mr. Perfect, but I was did, just did not have the tools to do it. So uh, that, those would be the two for me. Uh, we have another question. I forgot we had three. Let me just... Bonus question. Three. Bonus question here. Um, Only appropriate on the 50 Exactly. Episode. We're giving you more than you asked for. You guys have had a lot of guests on the show. Have not been, that many. Have we were going to have a lot more. You couldn't get. Have there been any guests you couldn't get? Do you have any stories? Yes, about we couldn't get. Okay, I'm going to tell you who turned us down. Oh, okay. Before we launched one year ago, I asked Sunny, but she never told me why, but oh, it was gosh. because she'd already been in the car accident and she knew she was probably going to be in trouble. So she just never responded. Like she she would have proposed to you on the She on responded the to me, but she didn't say no or yes. She just kind of, 
But Do I, you want to talk about this the story when we called her from the pool that one time? You know what? Let's save that for season <laughs> premiere next week. We're going to talk more about Sunny. Um, I'm not going to say anything okay, about so Sunny. It's well known that in 2017, she was extremely public that her and I were engaged to be married. We were not. I'd only met her once in my life, and that was in 2008. So in 17, listen, if I'm going to buy you a ring, you, you're put, like, we're, anyway. <laughs> We were not engaged. What was the question again? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. here we go. So she was. She her. said, she didn't say yes or no. She just didn't do it because uh, I wanted her as the guest for the first episode. And then the other one was Hannibal actually said no. Oh, um, just straight up no? No. He said no. <laughs> Why? Like, I get it. He's got his own thing. He said he, he just doesn't do it, okay. which is funny because now I'd love to bring Abdullah the Butcher on. And yeah. maybe I'm going to reach out to him because he's active on social media. Um People that have said yes that we just never scheduled, and I'm sorry to the listeners, but for telling you all this juicy stuff, Marty Janetti has said yes. Larry Zabisco has said yes. Bushwhacker Luke has said yes. Charlie Haas has said yes. Uh, those are the big names. Pepito has said yes. He's bigger than them all. I thought he said no. Pepito. No, he said yes, but then he always works when we're producing. Apparently, he works the schedule I do, like seven days a week. Where does he work? I don't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> just Let's go to him. Um, yeah. Who else? He, she's on the road. Gorilla Podcasting. Just show up. Yeah. Um, Michael Moorstad. Andrew Shellcross has said, thank you, but I'm enjoying my time away. Uh, Ernie Todd, Adam Knight. Uh, Did you ask Ernie Todd? No. Well, I, how do you reach him? <laughs> I, I know you exactly. know his son. We're going to go through you. Yeah. Spy- Spider's going to be on the show. Spider's going to be on season two. We are going to focus on interview segments that are going to be enlightening and share some stories. Um, there's Darren some... Dalton didn't even know what the show was. Remember, <laughs> did he know what a podcast was? He, he I think he listens now. Ryan yeah. Wood is somebody who asked to be yeah. on the show who hasn't been on the show yet. We're going to get him on. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, he does a Gary Mike. Actually, now going through the ones that didn't. Okay, we're changing. I want to thank Gary Michael Capetta who made time for us, and I want to thank Eugene who was our first ever guest. Vern Ganya. Ver- Greg, 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 Greg. <laughs> Vern would be an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Vern May, get Vance a shovel, Nevada. Get a shovel and a flashlight. Wayne Stanton, who was a great guest. Tony Candelo, who was a great guest. Uh, you were a great guest before you became a regular. And, and thank God you became a reg- regular, as Brad Sarna says. He, he's the regular. He's the, he's the Heather Locklear yeah. of the show. Rob Stardom turned us down. Yep. He did not like the way we approached him. Thanks to A.G. Sanchez, who came on. Thanks to Devin. And- Why did Rob Stardom... Uh, was he was in an airport and he kind of said he it, it just was the way good I asked for his him. vlog. It was a last minute oh, okay. that I was asking him. Thanks to Devin and Ben from Winnipeg Pro who came on. Thanks to Danny Duggan who came. On. Actually, we did a lot of interviews. I can get started. Yeah. Well, we're we'll, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure out how we're going to do these interviews and we're going to fit them in. And it's going to be great next year. We're changing the name. It's not going to be the Total Beaches show anymore. Starting next week. Do I actually get my name on the graphic? Or do anything? you want your name cool. on the graphic? Talk to Steve. He puts you on there. Yeah. Who, Steve? Feature- the Fe- Featuring Heather Locklear. Yes. Yeah, I, I, can I get like a featuring spot? Yeah, you get a yeah, featuring spot. It's good. Starting do- next week, it's going to be called Bees, She's Wrestling. That does not mean I'm starting up. But don't but don't say Why are you winking? You got something in your eye? <laughs> so it yeah. went from 99% not, 1% yes last week to 2% yes and 98% we're no. Get, we're getting there. It's, yeah. We're halfway there. Maybe from- 3% next week. Well, it's it, it's a slow crawl. Um did we ask? Did we answer all three questions? No, we, I just all, answered. all three questions. Okay, who did you? Who would you like to see on the show? 
Who would I like to see on the show? I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, throw it out there. Well, we've. I'd love to see Andrew. Yeah, I, I. I put in a request to get Tessa Blanchard through the CWE. No, no luck yeah, yet. I'd love to see Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, we would like to see her. We don't want to hear her. I we, would like to see her. Yes. I would too. Yeah, I would like to see her <laughs> yes. for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great guests out there, and we've talked about a lot of them. But you know, if you're getting guys like Marty Gennetti and these folks and Larry Zabisco, I mean, th- those will be great interviews. Maybe sure. Dave Meltzer. Maybe. Maybe. Dan Myers is coming on. Dan Myers coming on. Uh, oh, thanks to Heavy Metal, Harlan Abbott, who came on. Like, I'm just throwing Bruce, it out Bruce there. Bruce Hart. No. We got to get him. No. It's only an hour, 16-minute yeah. podcast. That would be like eight That's hours. That's your choice, though, who you want to see on? No. No, I, I, no not at all. I did. Who's your just, choice? Just for Oh, thanks to Davy Boy Smith Jr. Davy Boy Smith Jr. Well, we had a lot of guests. Good. We've had a lot of good guests, yeah. too. So it's really, it's a tough call. Like, and only one year. I really Imagine want, what at the end of two years what it'll be. Yeah. Like Marty Gennetti, you, guys you mentioned it, it already, but I'm excited about that. I was a big Marty Gennetti fan, so I'd be excited for that one. Okay. Um, locally, Andrew Shellcross, obviously Ernie Todd is like, uh, it'll never happen, but it's like, that's the golden ring that we're reaching for is Ernie Todd. Ernie, that's sad, hey? Somebody, yeah, said, somebody so please. I, I got real sick in the summer. Somebody, somebody please yeah. send this clip to Ernie Todd. Ernie, I will let you talk about beating Dan Severin. I will let you talk about how you ran this town better than anybody. I will let you have your side of the story and I'll put you over like a million dollars. Now, come on. There you go. She's wrestling in season two. Don Callis, he's a different, completely personality <laughs> type of guy. You know, he's, he goes in his own little world, right? Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, he got canned from WWF at that time. It was WWE. Yeah, 1997, he came in as Jackal. Jackal, yeah. Yep. You know why he got fired, he got fired right? Uh, I've heard different stories, but you would know so the only right one. one story. Yeah, let's hear it. Triple H says to Vince, hey, that young kid has got the same hairdo as I have. Yeah. Tell him to cut it off. I, of course, Don Callis, he's got no hair today, beside the point. <laughs> I haven't seen him for a while, but beside the point, uh, he was a good friend to Bret Hart that yeah. time. And Bret Hart that time was a champion. Yeah. What year was that, Mike? Remember? 97, but Bret was getting ready to leave around the same okay, time. exactly. Yeah, he around the Montreal screw He went to talk to Bret to tell Vince, I don't want to cut my hair, right? Yeah. No problem. Uh, Bret went to Vince and gave him the message, right? So now they call Callis in the office. Yeah. Uh, here's your money that we promise you. Uh, yeah, they they f- do fill up their contract. We'll call you. Don't call us. Goodbye. Yeah, and he sat at home for six months until he got released. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then he ended and up going to ECW right that's after. That's all he had to do. Cut his hair. Still be there probably. That's the night you called Ernie Todd a coward. I remember that. Yes. Well, of course I you called were, him a coward. Yeah. He was there. That, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that's why Ernie did it because he got wind that you were going to take over as Booker. Yeah. So he wanted to sabotage the show. See, I'm always yeah. a heat score, Chris. So. Always. Before we go, we do have something a little more somber we want to talk about. Yes. Um, sorry to change speeds because we were just enjoying a moment. Now, something not so good. Uh, a Winnipeg wrestling pioneer, one of the River City Wrestling roster originals in 1993, Sergeant Tom Steele has passed away. Um, my understanding was it was a heart attack. Uh, my first local show was a River City show in Ju- in August of 1993. The main event was Sergeant Steele, Corporal Punishment, which was Mike Stone under a mask, and Bobby D., was Doug McCall, 
They took on the Canadian Cannonball, who's Robbie Royce under a mask, Sluggo Smith, and my cousin Vance Nevada. I believed in Sergeant Steele as a heel. He was a very talented wrestler who made people believe. After the show in the lobby at Chalmers Community Club, I was taunting him. And I was like, you suck, fat boy, Sergeant Steele. And he grabbed me and put me up against the wall, and I thought he was going to beat the hell out of me. Um, you never... You never deal well with someone dying young, a peer, a contemporary, somebody who paved the road before us. Uh, he was so young. I don't think he lived to 60, unfortunately. Um, and his contributions to local wrestling should never be understated or forgotten. And um, to all the people who were his friends or his family who might come across this, sorry for your loss. And... Uh, I, I hope, you know, I hope he had lived a life that he was happy and proud of. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you'd think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, I love to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post and the romper bumper butt butt delivered by the ice man. The Freebirds, Roberts, Hayes, and Gardy, but what I like the most is Kerry delivering the iron claw as only the Vaughn Eriks can. Well, the boss called again, said it's time and a half. You'll come in tonight, and I just had to laugh. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, my girlfriend called, and friend, she could be a model for Fredericks of Hollywood, but she was hassling. Really hassling. Said I could come over early and stay real late, but I told her, honey, if we have a date, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Kevin Von Erich, when he's really high and flying, I like to see Ric Flair, but he's out there strutting. Andre the Giant must be seven foot nine. Why well, wouldn't miss this for a dozen girls, and I wouldn't miss this for nothing. I said, honey, I hope you ain't hurt. She said, I'm putting on my wrestling shirt. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, last night I dreamed my life was over. There was golden streets and fields of clover, and the lights, they were dazzling. I looked for old St. Peter at the pearly gates. I found a note that said, I won't be too late. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. There's gentleman Chris Adams with his super kick in place. Young Mike Von Erich with his own iron claw. And I'll never forget the classic matches of the 70s and 80s. 
two champions, Harley Race and David Von Erich. St. Peter told me as he let me in, from now on, every Monday and Friday, Glenn, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Boy, if I'd known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have bought those advanced tickets. By the way, St. Pete, are you sure these wings will fit in a ringside seat? Is Fritz coming up here anytime soon? 